Hello podcast listeners and viewers, thank you very much for uh, joining in another episode of Sloss and Humphreys on the road. As always, we do appreciate your support and your incredibly low standards for some of the banter that we pass off as humour. Believe it or not, we are successful comedians. Uh, in this week's episode, uh, we speak about road rage and all our different types of road rage, uh, but we try to be less positive towards it. I think there's actually some really good self-reflection on toxic masculinity in here and about how we could better ourselves, but that is sandwiched in the middle of toxic masculinity. So it's kind of like putting the cure for cancer in a tumour, in a way. Let's see who wins. Um, we discussed heaps of other shit on the podcast, as we always do, uh, but we're now... Uh, I don't know, it feels less dead air. Your dad jokes are back. It's 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 a good episode. They're all in there. Uh, I remember, as always, if you like this shit, share us on socials. We're sharing stuff on Instagram now and Reels. If you want to share that stuff, it'll help more people come to the podcast and then uh, we'll neglect you further. Uh, you can come up to shows and be like, I'm an OG, and we'll be like, you do have some respect, but we're making bank now. So just, just help us become crueler to you thanks to our success. Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. And that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head that makes you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9 11? Uh. Hello, well, I mean, hello. Have you been enjoying the summer? <laughs> Is that how we're going to start? I was, I was about to dive in, Gan. Have you been enjoying the nice weather? Oh, yeah. And we you were like, um, guys, I've had an epiphany. <laughs> hello. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I thought I was going to explain a bunch of things at the top, and then I was like, the worst place to do, and here's all... The technical updates is probably at the end. Oh, actually, we do. We've got a live podcast at the Fringe, uh-huh. and uh, Molly and I was like, "Could you plug it at the beginning when people are still listening?" <laughs> I was like, "Are you seeing people tune out well, from I mean, our banter?" I think they do towards the end because we do say goodbye and then continue for mm. a further two to ten minutes. That's why it was good to have the dad jokes because Aye. people hang around for the dad jokes. Well, guess what, motherfuckers. They're back. At did you write yours? I did. Yeah, sweet. Because he went for a shit, and I was like, "We might as well, might as well write dad oh, jokes." So back to the back to the, the the point. Are you enjoying your Scottish summer? It's like fucking marmorous out there. Ah, it really is. We went down to uh, Portobello at Beach in Edinburgh, which is the name of a place which doesn't sound like it belongs in Edinburgh. Uh, that at sounds all. way more exotic than it usually is. But Porta for the last two Portobello. I'm off to Portobello. It's just every time we go down there, you on the beach, you smell weed, right. and you're just like, right. So this is the fun part. Is of- it where Portobello mushrooms are from? No, <laughs> like I can't. <laughs> I don't know that for certain, but definitely Pro- not. Probably not. Is, it, uh, is that not where you get your, your leith leith courgettes? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there's. Your morning side potatoes. That does sound right. Morning side potatoes. Does morning sound. Right. Morning side potatoes does sound right. Um, it's a decent beach, so we took Kaylin down there because it was hot, and we're like, "We'll let you fe- feel sand for the first time." Has he been to the beach before? No, it was his first time. Did so people come and start putting wet towels on him? Now that the fuck cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Just a wee beached whale. Who's just kept trying to throw him back in? <laughs> he can't swim yet. He's been practicing. Uh, um, he's slight. He's not beyond the stage, but you realise how. Sh- Obviously, babies are stupid. That's not groundbreaking information. Especially this one. But in their first three, four months of life, their number one form of discovery is mouth. Everything's discovered. What's this? I'll put it in my mouth, and that's how I find out what it is. Because I guess maybe that's... Is that the oral phase and then the anal phase? Is this all Freudian linked as, like, you get stuck in a phase? Um, uh, What is the anal phase of babies? Anal. Uh-huh. Like everything's bum, obsessed with bum, obsessed with pooping and pooing. Right, I, well, jokes. right, right. So the, my confusion is like I said the the mouth phase is when they discover things <laughs> through their mouth. So your mind is in the gutter, Daniel. You, the anal you phase. Se- you sexualized your four month old child. You were suggesting <laughs> that the way my son discovers things at some point, will be like, well, I guess I'll shove it up my ass and see what. Yeah, that's a dice. Yeah, that's two of them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Twenty sided. Um, 
no, so he's, he's discovering everything, which is obviously a danger, which is why you don't let them near things, because they go, what's this thing? I'll put it in my mouth, and it's an electrical cable, and they, they die, or it's a knife, and they just ram it in their face. Um, but there is now, he's sort of, he's learned, he knows what his hands are, and he knows what his feet are. Now, his feet are nothing other than just, let's also put this in my it's mouth. It's something else to discover. Aye. It's not, it's not a tool of discovery. But if you put his tiny little stupid feet in grass or sand, he touches it with his feet. And you can just see him, like, not understanding what's going on. Because his hand feels air yeah, and his mouth feels nothing. He's getting a new memo from a different yeah, source. Yeah, a new source. And it, I mean, it's just the whole only thing you can see going on in the mind is you want there to be some sort of, like, oh, my God, he's learning that this is the beach and he's enjoying being relaxing. Whereas what's actually going on is just, like, how do I get a handful of that and shove it directly in my fucking mouth? Uh, let him find it the hard way of that. Well, I mean, that's what, well, Cara was obviously... Really like, they covered in suntan lotion and all, <laughs> fucking rank. Well, like, how's this a nice day out for me? <laughs> you put sunscreen on his feet, and then you put him in the sand, and he puts his feet in the sand, and then you put him down, and you have your sandwich, and you turn around, and he's just sucking sand off of his toes, and you're like, well... Uh, if that's, that's what you want, man. Yeah, all right. Uh, I mean, I guess you'll learn that sand... I wonder if... He'll have sandy shits. Oh, will it come through, will it come at the other end? Or is it so small that those are obviously pebbles if you do a pebble comes out the other end, but is sand so small that it's enough for the stomach to digest? Or is it just gonna be When will we find out? What's the what's the hey, do you know what the rotation is on eat the shit? No, we can't because it's not it just Wait, all comes out. Let's go and feed him a penny. Uh, well <laughs> let's go feed him a penny now. <laughs> and then we'll start a stopwatch. Did you not hear about our bar crawl the other week? I, no, I was away, I was on hold every day, um, I was hoping you'd fill us in on the podcast, yep. obviously uh, we're too busy talking about me, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so go on, now's your time. So obviously during the uh, lockdowns, we decided to start doing bar crawls, which was each guest, each member of the house would have a room, and you'd have an hour uh, for it to be your bar, it could be of any theme, it has to involve a drink of some sort, it can involve a game, at least one of them has to involve food, just because we are learned very early doors that if one of these doesn't involve food, yeah. you just end up blacking that, that's, that's so much fun, but often you never reach the last bar. You never made your bar on the last bar crawl. Everyone was dead. <laughs> you were dead. You were the one that went to bed. No, yeah. I'm not having that. Uh, I, I, you, can... you put Cara to bed. I've put Cara to bed on many a bar crawl. Uh, but but was... I was awake to see that. Yeah, yeah, but your bar still needed to take put. Anyway, both of you uh, tapped out heinous mouths. Um, so we did a bar crawl uh, last week, and the first one was uh, Eric and Jean. Uh-huh. It's their first one. They've been following on the social, so they were excited to do their one. And they did a really good one, which was a blind restaurant sort of thing like you know those blind what, blind tasting so like a restaurant in the dark but did you just do it like pitch black or did you do it blindfolded blindfolded kept it dark couldn't see anything but the problem eric and jean came to was that cara is obviously the pickiest eater in the entire world and if you add loss of sight to that she's not going to try yeah she is not anything. the best audience for something as like uh so she, like even stuff that she liked, she's already going to be preempting that it's going to be gross. Yeah, she doesn't want anything gross in her mouth. So the first one was dough balls, which was great. Uh-huh. Like, this is easy. I know what dough balls are. Oh, so they're reading the room. Like they're like, all right, we're not going to get straight in with some fucking well, anchovies were, or something like that. Yeah, they were good. They knew if Cara hadn't been there, they probably would have gone further out. But Cara just wouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. The things and they were like, let's. So, and also, and so also, I was like, when well, they go towards their mouth with a doorbell, she's like, oh my god, oh, it's gonna be gross, oh, it's spiders. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah, yeah, we we wanted to just make sure because she's the one, she's the smallest, she has to eat. Uh-huh. So you have to make sure the food's edible. And they still fucked up because they were like, what does Cara like? And I'm like, just think of the most basic things in the world uh, a chicken dinosaurs, yep. smiley faces, chicken ju- drumsticks, um, just. B- Beans on toast, that sort of stuff. And they're like, does she like macaroni and cheese? And I'm like, she loves macaroni and cheese. And they're like, why else? I'm like, she loves spicy food. So, got my blindfold on, put my fork down, put it in my mouth. And uh, I can understand their logic, but they put Tabasco sauce in macaroni and cheese. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, so I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was really, really nice. Cara was like, what the fuck have you done? And they were like, we put two and two together. And it's like, and you made seven. <laughs> she wasn't a fan of that. No. Oh, well, I think that would be all right. It was good. But like I'm, also, you'd be all right if you know what's coming. Yeah, yeah. I managed to scoff off. Everyone else managed to eat it. We're fine. We moved on to the next bar, 
which was a nineties uh, children's birthday party. So pass the parcel, uh-huh. slushy vodka drinks. Yeah, uh, we played <laughs> seven played. minutes in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> We uh, played uh, musical pillows, which is like musical chairs, but there's a pile of pillows in the middle and you've just got to be the one that ends up with a pillow. There's less pillows than there are people when the music's on. Get one. Spin the Uh, ball. One of our friends, uh, who is of the pregnant variety, um, uh, she or he is... Or they... uh, or they? Oh fuck these! Fuck, I forgot about <laughs> what fuck these? <laughs> yeah, fuck them. You know what? Fuck them. <laughs> wow. That was a bit I used to do on Twitch for ages, which was like, "Hello, ladies and gentlemen," uh, or both. Never, neither. <laughs> Never, neither. It's like that's the one line in the stand uh, I draw. If, if ever I go, uh, he or she, probably he. Oh, it's like mumbled from <laughs> probably he. <laughs> uh, playing with a pregnant woman. She stayed in that game too long. Like there was points where. It was just, it was friendly at first, and then it got down to three toxic men and a pregnant woman, and we had to be like, you have to... And hold on, what were the rules of the game? So, you all walk around a big circle, uh-huh. around a pile of pillows, uh-huh. there's seven of you, there's six pillows, music stops, grab a pillow, person without a pillow, you're out of the fucking game. Yep. We get down to four, three toxic men, one pregnant lady, and all the toxic men are being like, our toxicity <laughs> you, won't stop me. You've still got a tooth missing from the sock game. <laughs> and you're like, you're fucking, you want to you wanna go toe-to-toe with aye, me? Aye, So we just had to, like, three men move her out of the game because we're like, the next round is, gonna be, is it going to involve punches and kicks. You aye. have to leave. Uh, and not from your insight. Um, then we moved on to me and Cara's bar. Now, Cara says I took it too far and I changed the rules before we went in. We did it in Caelan's room. And it was, uh, the original idea was everyone comes up in their couples and they draw a bit of paper and you either end up being the parent or the baby. And if you're a baby, you have to put uh, big adult diapers on above your clothes and you're not allowed to drink anything and you're not allowed to give yourself any juice. But what there is, the parents have, is a bottle of either like Kahlua, Bailey's, Pina Colada. And if you want booze, you have to cry. <laughs> you have to cry. Ima- until- imagine at that moment someone doxed you. <laughs> imagine in that moment the police just busted and just saw you in your lap. You going, Wah! well, well. You just go, I uh-huh. <laughs> lock us up, chuck away the key. So that was the original plan until when I was, when we got there, everyone that was there, I looked at, I looked at all the boys involved. And I was like, I know all these blokes, and every one of them will commit to the bet mm-hmm. if I lead the charge. So I just said to Cara, I'm like, just make it the boys. So to the boys upstairs, I was like, we're all babies. Get your clothes off. <laughs> and they fully got down to their underwear. We put the uh, adult diapers on, <laughs> and then the parents come into the room. <laughs> we're all crying there. And, and my word, we just look like giant babies. And we all laugh for about two <laughs> minutes, and then 45 minutes in, we're literally four grown men Crying, being fed. <laughs> fake it till you make it. Oh, <laughs> you're so like actually, you're simulating tears at first. By the end, you really were hungry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it got, <laughs> and we felt uncomfortable. Those times we were like, this is like actually people's fetishes that we're doing. Uh, like at one point, it was like at the start, it was like this is going to be a fun bar to do, and then by the end of it, it was like. Well, we just wanted it to be like an innocent toe-sucking bar. And then some people got really uh, into it. <laughs> Colin's ankle deep. Did he actually shit himself? <laughs> He's actually had him getting changed. Well, so the fight... Colin's got his willy out. Colin's got his willy out. Scream and shout, scream and shout. Colin's got his willy out. I mean, if Colin did have his willy out, you would have to scream and shout. Uh, <laughs> scream, shout, run. <laughs> um, the final game in ours was we had five nappies that I filled with different types of chocolate pudding and different like chocolate buttons and like mini curly whirlies and uh, stuff and then put a penny in one of them and when I look one of the babies has swallowed a penny <laughs> you gotta find it <laughs> so we went through so by the end of that bar we were shit-faced shit-faced because we were we were so ashamed <laughs> like the men the babies definitely came out of it more drunk we toddled uh, our way downstairs well the mum's just tutting just sharing advice <laughs> <laughs> oh well, so for the mums, obviously we had, uh, we just had like standard glasses of wine, and we were just like, and you've just every time you drink, you have to say it's five o'clock somewhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Called it mummy juice, and then uh, the final bar was a chocolate bar. 
chocolate bar. So chocolate, like a pet, like a pairing, like Ch- a- with with like cocktail chocolates. That was like we had to guess what the cocktail was. Ah, Aye. like gourmet chocolates. Yeah. yeah. And, and was it was that not one? That, I feel like that's one that you should have done early doors when you had a bit more of a sophisticated palate. Yes. And now, like the rule is like drink drink the expensive whiskey at the start of the night and pull out the cheap stuff at the end. It's, it sounds like yeah. yeah. I, look, I, I like a good creamy drink every now and uh, then. Do you just self-promote? Did you just look <laughs> dead into the camera and go, cream drink? I, I like a mugginsy drink, personally. Yeah, yeah. Buy, buy, drink muggins responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> drink is- muggins under the table, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's very easy, actually. <laughs> um, well, I like, a, I like a creamy drink as much as the next Patreon listener. But... <laughs> I'm on the Truman Show. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the Truman Show. But if you've just come from a bar where all you've drank is pina colada from a bottle and then your 20th drink of the night, they're like, here's a really creamy drink. You're like, I, I don't uh, come I'm cardling. I can feel my insides making cheese right now. And it's... You know, uh, I, I remember, in, uh, you know, Ricketts and Convery. You know Convery, I, right? So um, those two... Uh, friends. My friends. Oh, um, went and got high with him after a gig. Yeah. I think he'd went home. It was one of the last gigs of the tour, like 2011 or something. Remember, you went back with your parents. Oh, yeah, mum, yeah, it was Darlington. 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 Uh, and the backstage was fucking disgusting. That was the end of like our, our second ever like 65-day tour. But it was all in a row. Um, and not as emotionally done as we've been in more recent Oh, no, tours. but like at the time, like like back then, that was like... That, that was baby steps compared yeah. to what we've done. Yeah. But at the time, we had nothing to compare to. It was tough for then. Right. It was tough for then. And uh, at the end, right, I went got I went back and got high with those two, right? And then just like, while well, we're stoned, got the munchies, Convery just has this epiphany where he's just like, oh, I've been at the sweet shop. You've been at some fucking sweet shop when you've got like an actual, fu- you know, when you get the actual full oh, thing yeah. of your sweets. You know what it was? It was that chocolate dust. <laughs> oh, just right. And we're just there, just fucking handfuls of chocolate dust, right? And then Ricketts is like, you know, I can't class with this glass of milk, right? <laughs> we're drinking milk and eating chocolate dust, right? And after about and an hour, fucking Santa turned up and was like, what the fuck is going on here? And then after an hour, oh, bloated the fuck. <laughs> we're just there, our tummies were like fucking swollen out the freeway. We're just like, <laughs> the night was over. We're like, look at the freeway, we've got dicky tummies. <laughs> We just stood up because we couldn't sit down. We're like fucking necks are hurting and that. We're like, I've got a dicky tummy. <laughs> so what you were saying is what you could have done with that point is perhaps a parental figure to burp you. Oh, that's <laughs> what... Pick you up, pat your back a little I, bit. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Them moments where like, I just need Natalie to run going, you, you didn't want to do that. <laughs> I know you, you think it's fun because your uh, friends are saying it's going to be fun, but... Uh-huh. And like, I'm always to her going, fucking hell, again, cracking the whip. But like, if she's not there, I'm just there with a dicky tummy. I've <laughs> <laughs> my night's ruined. I always like the... If there's any times that I get like particularly stoned in the evening, like me and Colin are staying up playing some FIFA... And I've just not eaten properly during the day and my body just goes, you're starving. And all I do is just eat fucking sweets and fucking leftover lasagna. And you get really, you just eat so much because you're, whatever happens when you're stoned, your body just is like, there's there's heaps more room. Keep going. Mm. Like, I'll move your heart out of the way. Trust me, this is how much you want Tang Fastics. You know what it is? It's like the first time you've got your own money and your parents don't own you and you like, and what, I can have seven Snickers. <laughs> you're in the shop and you can't, yeah. hold on a minute. I've got my own money. My parents aren't here. Yeah. I can have seven Snickers, and then uh, you have seven Snickers, and you can. Ah, there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason we just have one. Okay. You go back to the sweet <laughs> shop, and you're like, "Why did you sell me seven Snickers?" <laughs> was that was your fucking problem. <laughs> I'm gonna tell me, ma. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the. It's it's not. You wake up the next day, and you're like, "I'm still full." Like, if you wake up after nine hours of a stone sleep and you wake up and you're like, I don't need breakfast, that's a bad sign of how much you've eaten. And then the 12 or 1 o'clock shit, mm-hmm. where it's just real... I just sometimes, like, you don't know what this is going to be like. Sometimes, like, I can't, so normally you can tell by how your stomach feels what the poo's going to be like. Sometimes I'm just like, mate, the wheel is spinning there and when I pull through my trues, it's going to stop on something. It's going to be solid to the point it hurts. Yeah. Or, like, running to the point it feels solid again. You ever get there where they're running, but you still have to push it out like it's a rock? 
<laughs> but like, like it comes out like a poo water balloon and it bursts just in the way. <laughs> no, it like, sounds like you have polyps that are bursting inside of your arseholes. Yeah. Were, um, were, you ever, I, on, were you ever part of the game that me and Jean used to play when we lived together, which was uh, Poo Psychic? No. Right, so what you... What it sounds you, like something I would have liked. I know, this I can't, I can't believe you kept it from us. <laughs> I can, You're like, don't tell Kyle, ruin it. <laughs> no, so, it's such a wholesome game and you somehow make it gross. It, well, it's not wholesome at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless it's asshole some. <laughs> Bad that you can hear the airplane on the dead air. <laughs> that was tumbleweed. <laughs> That's this version's... This podcast version is tumbleweed. If you could hear, if you could hear the aircraft the go by, so Pusai- oh, that's uh, had on just uh, if you, if you're doing a gig and you can hear the fridges behind the bar, oh. you're now you're having a bad gig. <laughs> uh, if you ever at your gig have to tell the bar staff to shut up, sure they are being being rude, but God, it sucks to hear them. <laughs> Guys, can you stop talking? You're being louder than the laughing. That sounds like a you problem, motherfucker. <laughs> Poo Psychic, it's a game you can play with yourself or a friend that you like. You need a poo, right? In your head, you go, what do I think this is going to be? How many parts is it coming out in? Is it solid? Is it going to be a long one? So, pre- so you preempt it. You preempt it. You, you guess from your stomach's feeling and then you go in and then you do it. And it's not, it's not gross. You don't take pictures of anything like that. You don't have to prove, but you have to be very honest so with you. So you, you could go like, great, I'm about to go in. I know what I've had to eat. I think it's going to be one of these ones. I think I'm going to go in. It's going to be solid. It's going to come out in a one It's not going to snap. But you're not even going to have to pinch it off. It'll fall off itself. Yeah. You'll wipe. There'll Carcer- be and, 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 and a car- wipe. courtesy wipe. Right. Like it's just There's going to be next to nothing on it, yeah. if any. Right, you'll go back for another one just because you didn't believe your own eyes. <laughs> and then a little cat poo comes out. <laughs> Tiny little wet cat poo comes out that takes forever to wipe. <laughs> it's like wiping an ink pad. <laughs> Paul Perry, a great Scottish comic, used to have a line which is just like, you know, when you're just wiping and it's like wiping a felt-tip pen. <laughs> like, for fuck's sake, my wins are going to run out. Uh, that's when I uh, invented the, the ass diaper. Where you just fucking give up after a few, wedge it up there, go and fuck it. Wedge it up, <laughs> pants up, deal with you later. Fucking that nearly got caught myself short. I did that in altitude. You, what? Ass tamponed. And then fucking went to the naked sauna. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. I luckily I like, went for a shower first because like went you for did, a shower. You didn't notice the giant wad of... I, I did when I had a shower. I was like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> it's a good job I didn't just fucking lie doing on the lounge with that up. <laughs> To go shot, just in this cock a leg in the steam room and big fucking what it is, you just like a fucking pom pom shoved up my ass. Just, just, just like a cheerleader like overstepping the lane. Just jumping in, jumping into the pool, your body not coming back up, your trousers not coming up, but just a poo covered tampon. I <laughs> am. So anyway, to get back off poos mm-hmm. and get back on uh, um, stoned munchies, uh-huh. um, I think I've mentioned this life hack, I'll call it a life hack on the podcast before, right? But we've got new listeners, I don't think I've said it in a while. Um, I was making a bowl of cereal, mm-hmm. right? Bowl of Weetabix. And I went and got That's some... That's already, I wouldn't, con- I, I know it's technically cereal, but Weetabix isn't... When I think cereal, I think Frosties, Cocoa Pops, oh, Lucky yeah, Charms, sweet. not this. It's like people being like, I'm having some cereal. Porridge, you're like you're having a sad OT breakfast, and uh, that's yeah. a, that's fine. You're an uh, adult. It's, it's 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 in the same family as shredded wheat. Yeah, yeah. Frosted shreddies though. Shreddies are nice. Shreddies are nice. I used to always just put sugar over everything. Like it totally, it feels like it defeats the point. Like here's your like fucking wholesome breakfast, and I like, <laughs> put all the sugar on it. If there's not at least an inch of like fresh snow. Aye. Sugar on top of your Weetabix, then I'm Aye. going to assume mm-hmm. you're older than I am. Yeah, but, uh, like I, I like I haven't ate cereal in a while because I I, I kind of clocked on to the disadvantages of eating sugar all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, cereal's off the menu then, because yeah. I'm, like, I'm not going to have it without sugar. It's mad that it's like, what do you want for breakfast? And it's like a bowl of sugar. I understand the logic of it, but the fact that that's the go-to, or yeah, you've right. just got to cook shit up. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was making Weetabix. Aye. Do you ever have hot Weetabix where you put like hot water in and a bit of milk to top it up and it goes all, it goes a completely different texture? It's like a hot dish, lush with a ton of sugar on. It's porridge. Pretty much. So uh, 
I went and get the, got the milk, and there's fucking barely any milk left, like a little drizzle of milk left in. Oh. And I was like, well, I'm not just going to have fucking hot water on me cereal like a fucking pov. I was like, I had my own house at the time. Oh, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't going to regress. <laughs> <laughs> I made a cup of tea and poured the cup of tea out of the fucking Weetabix. This sounds like one of those stories that you hear footballers telling when they're like, I knew we'll I was have a bit po- of banner. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was in, when I was young, we could barely make heads. We, I remember I used to have to eat Weetabix and tea. And you're like, oh God, things have changed for him. I'm so glad to uh, hear that. So I, that was, uh, I, do you know what? Would it, wouldn't it all go well with coffee? It might be, I Try it. Just the, oh, well, we'll try you, it after this. I feel like if you mix coffee with Weetabix, you're just loading your asshole with a twi- like a 12-gauge shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> All you're doing is you're like, you're like, I want to shit something solid in 45 minutes. Pour coffee on your Weetabix. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking gunpowder and then the... <laughs> And just a heavy, like, mm. not a real bullet, but, like, one of the ones they use at riots or in prisons yeah, yeah. to just, when it's essentially a beanbag fired at high velocity to brew, that's what you're you're doing to your body. Definitely. Aye. Uh, riot, uh, riot, riot bullets. Um, I'd, I, I've totally changed the whole fucking, my whole, my whole breakfast game's changed since, like, I was, because it used to either be, I used to always just think cereal or toast. And that was either it, like it was new, that that was the two options Aye. for breakfast. But now fucking, I, I'm gourmet for breakfast now. Yeah, making all kinds of shit. I should say, scrambled egg, <laughs> <laughs> pancakes, scrambled egg, fried egg. <laughs> I'm mad, me. <laughs> I always have salmon. I like a. For, uh, for me, it's smoothie for breakfast, and you just uh-huh. put everything in it, and you're like, that feels. Like I'm getting all my nutrients, Aye. doing the hatch. Yeah, we would have to chew. If you can get your if you can get your five a day mm-hmm. into your first fucking meal of the day, cracking, real mm-hmm. good. Um, I I just I always realise like I'm I'm just getting so into the realm of middle class now that uh, I sat drinking prosecco watching Wimbledon in the garden yesterday. That's where I'm at now. Aye, I, I got the telly right up to the patio doors. You're <laughs> <laughs> If 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 I could, if I had a time machine, I'd yeah. go back in time, get twenty three year old you. Yeah, I, 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 I sit there with a bit, bit of fruit in me prosecco, a little strawberry. Get a frozen strawberry. You know your bag of frozen a fruit frozen that you have. Ah, you know your bag of frozen fruit. To, you know to make compote with to put on your blueberry French to- toast and whatnot. <laughs> I don't think with don't, a straight don't, face, I don't do think with a straight face you're allowed to ask for any Patreon listeners do, at the end do, of this do episode. You know, <laughs> do, do you know they have their bags of frozen fruit? You yeah, know, so, a that, so, so that when you're making your French toast, you can you can put a bit of maple syrup on in a pan and you can pour it on top as a nice little topping instead of a spoonful of sugar. <laughs> Did I do that? I tell you what, I'm mad as fuck on breakfast, mate. <laughs> you shouldn't, shouldn't see me bouncing to bed now and then I'm going to treat myself. It's called self love, Daniel. So anyway, Natalie, I get one of Natalie must watch you make breakfast. She's so then, fucking chuffed with herself the way she's, she's got us. I imagine she is. And then whenever you have sex with her, but she's always like, "Oh, okay, so he's still on this side." Do you know what? You know, it's so funny the the fact like I'm 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 there like people who have listened to the last couple of podcasts where I've been slagging off like um, Matty and that for driving automatics can uproll yeah. spirit energy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hold your nose when you jump into the pool energy. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like. I'm texting them with this kind of banter, right? We're fucking sat watching Wimbledon with my legs crossed <laughs> with a strawberry and me prosecco telling me carver poo to shut the fuck up. I'm trying to watch the tennis. <laughs> and I'm texting them going, you're not men. <laughs> you did, none of you are men. So, what, so, what, so what, you've, what you've come to the conclusion there is that most of males' toxic energy comes from projecting their own insecurities onto uh, I <laughs> most <laughs> most all all of it 100% of it just, just you sitting out in your back garden with your little designer dog that has anxiety drinking your <laughs> drinking she's got bluster she's got bravado she's, she's got, got fluster she's that's got, what she's fucking nah, got she's, she's got too much she's got too much confidence right. who'd, win in a, who'd win in a fight your dog or three leaves Aye, on she, a windy day, she would she would be like, "Come on, then leaves. <laughs> Come on, what you got? Right. Bring your bring your mates. 
She's nailed. So you're there justifying your designer dog being as toxic as you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doing all this, watching outside in your posh end of uh, Glasgow flat. With your braces in. <laughs> so you can have new designer fucking teeth, right? Not braces. It's not let's get them these light. It's like, let's mm-hmm. get these perfect. Right, and then in your closed patio door, you catch a glimpse of yourself wearing your wife's sunglasses and you go, I better call Matty gay. <laughs> <laughs> and Matty, Matty's just at home, yes. his designer dog with anxiety. <laughs> he's he's automatically insane. <laughs> <laughs> he's got it on charge. Uh, he's from hat on because he's about to have a bath. <laughs> Oh, right, so that's what it is. That does make sense. Uh, now, whenever I attack one of my friends, I am going to take a... Before I do, I'll still do it. I'll take a brief moment to look at the scenario. Uh, I'm, like, I'm like, does this have any reason to do why I suddenly want to violently verbally attack my friends? <laughs> yeah, it does. You've got two separators and you're in the jacuzzi. Fair enough, actually. Uh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. good but, life. Yeah, how else are my nails meant to dry? Hi, I've I've always uh, sneered at the middle class, but uh, I do love my indulgences. Like, Hi. it's mint. It's allowed. I think and, you know. There's I I certainly experience uh, a lot of. I imagine you do too, considering how you were raised and the different things. Like, you get this weird sort of guilt occasionally. Oh, I, like, I, anything, anything that's a cue jumper, anything that's like oh, I'm better than you. I yeah. still did. Yeah, aye, but you do it knowing that, well, when that wasn't you, you were like, I fucking hate that cunt. Aye, them cunts. Wish it was me. They think they're better than me, do they, by being better? <laughs> <laughs> what is it about them being better than me that makes them think they're better than this? <laughs> Smile me, I see. Aye. Do you want fucking chinned? I'll prove a point. It might be your point, but... <laughs> uh, I've discovered something about myself, not like, re- like I'd, I've been having... Um, Road rage, mm-hmm. right? But without the rage. Have I talked to you about this recently? You've been having road. I've been having really cold-blooded road rage. My heart rate isn't up. Mm-hmm. I'm not even angry. I'm starting fights with people through the window. <laughs> <laughs> and it's happened, like, multiple times the last couple of months. Yeah. Where, like, last time I'd done the podcast, yeah? Yeah. Were you right? Um, you know the box junction coming out your state? Yeah. Where it's a fucking bastard to turn right. But, like, it's a box junction, yeah. so people stop, and you can creep into the box junction, wait for your turn, and go yeah. right. Um, somebody had pulled all the way to the front of that, so I couldn't get out. Yeah. And it was fucking rush hour, right? And I'm like, I should be trying to turn right here, but, like, the guy that was waiting behind her was at the edge of the box junction, and all I needed was her to move off the box junction when the lights go, so I could pull out and move, right? And we both sat there for about fucking three minutes, and he'd spot he'd spotted us that I was going to do that right. And then as soon as the traffic started to move, he fucking just sped up, bumper to bumper, blocked that place. And I'm looking at him through the window, going, "I could kill you." <laughs> and he, he's not moving anywhere. I was like, "I could kill you, you know, if I wanted to, if I felt like it, like you would be dead." Right? He's like this twenty-two year old kid who thought he was being cocky, he's last in the car and all that. Right? Pulled up, right? <laughs> Fucking, I went run the back of him and pulled up next to him, and I was like, um, the fucking confidence on you. I was like, that's going to get knocked out of you, that, if you keep acting like that. <laughs> I'm fucking tired through the window. But none how's, of... How's he <laughs> reacting to this? He's looking fucking straight forward. He's not even looking. He's like glancing. He's like, oh, God, has he gone away yet? Has he gone? I'm not, right, I'm not even angry at the time. Mm. I'm like, and, and that's been multiple times. There's one where um, someone fucking sped up behind us. It's like, I pulled in for an ambulance. Right, on the dual carriageway. Ambulance kept going. I pulled back out. Someone was trying to fucking ghost the ambulance all the way back. And he sped up my arse and flashed and tooted the horn. So I speed doing to 50. I'm just doing 50 in the fucking fast lane. Aye. And I just ended up like, there's no one in front of us for miles because I'm doing 50. And I'm just like, oh, on my shoulder. Just going, fucking, I'll kill you. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what's got into us. I don't know what's got into us, but I just... It like... You need the confidence not to. Like, like it really, it really sounds like one of these times. I hope you end up picking like, like a fucking punch buggy. Pink goes past you, goes up your ass, and like, I'm gonna fucking do this, gun. You go, you yell through the window, and then just an MMA fighter comes out, and you're like, <sighs> Ah, good fight, finally, <laughs> finally a match. <laughs> Kai Humphrey's been stuffed into the exhaust of his own car today. Oh, man, I just get some weird kick out of it where somebody's just, like, using their car as a shield to act hard. Yeah. 
and then you just let them know that like it, it might it might escalate into trouble. I am the opposite of that. I have, I think, realised I would get road rage and I would get aggressive and yell at people, but I would never do it in America. Like, you can cut me off in America, and I'm like, have a great day. Ah, uh, yeah. Bye-bye. Uh, I'm yeah. like, sorry for pulling it there, mate. Uh, you go. Yeah, you must, uh, something yeah. must be going on. Hey, I hope everything's all right at home. Fucking thanks for, you know, uh, making me slam on the brakes. That was dead nice of you. Uh, but you know what would actually happen if you live in America? Yeah. You know what would actually happen? You'd get a gun. <laughs> And you'd be like, what, do you want a gun fight, you stupid cunt? <laughs> you want to shoot at each other and that and see who wins? Well, so it, I, I suddenly looked, took two things after. I took a look at my own logic, which was, right, the reason I don't do America is because I'm scared of being shot. As if, in the UK, people also couldn't kill me with what they have to hand. Yeah. Like, I'm not a fighter. If I get into an argument with it, any of these cunts on a r- wrong day, bad day, could come out and just decide to kick my fucking head in and I've... Learned a lesson. And the other factor that came into it, because it was a couple of months ago, I've got Kayla in the car, right? Kara's in the passenger seat, and just this, I'm on a dual carriageway, I'm following a car, and just, I'm, I've left three car lengths, the amount that's meant to be in there uh, at yeah. fucking speed. Uh, enough to t- make the light gun off your dash. Yeah. I just, <laughs> There's I'm, a light that gun, you're too close to the car in front, you're like, it's damn heated, and I'll hang back it. Somebody fucking, she just, no indication, just straight fucking then they have to slam on the brakes and then not only slam on the brakes, speed up so I don't get fucking rear-ended by the car that's behind me, thankfully because it's a Tesla and it's, it's it's all fucking fine. Heightened fucking sense, I've got my kid in the car, it's the first long drive we've done, I'm fucking raging and I'm just like, I literally follow the car up the road and I'm just, and whenever they change lane, I change lane. I'm like, I'm just going to, I, I want to see who you are. Uh, and I want, like, I want you to fucking see. Putting, your, putting your family at risk. <laughs> well, I. So at one point, Cara just, uh, <laughs> just mumbles under her breath. She's just like, fucking pathetic. <laughs> and it was, so cut up. Russian. <laughs> oh, because then, then the, the, she said, because normally if I'm in the car with you and I'm yelling about what I'm going to do, you're yelling what I'm going to do, we're just in an echo chamber of like, fine, this is how we're getting our anger out. I'm going to yell angrily. You're going to agree with me angrily. And all the things I want to do that person, we've just said it in the car and I've, I've relieved the stress. That doesn't happen with Kara. She's just like, I'm not joining in. Uh, You're sad, toxic. What a, what a stupid like. You shouldn't engage with any of them what, things. You shouldn't. I shouldn't have like. And even though like I'm in my head, I'm like, well, I don't have anger issues because like I wasn't angry. Oh, I didn't feel angry. That's that's, that's worrying. Camera, that's oh, worrying. That's like, oh, I'm not going to get sunburned. It's windy. <laughs> like, I can't feel the sun on my skin, so I'm going to be fine. But it's also, like, like, you're just like, going, I'm not scared of getting into a fight or altercation with that other person. That is something that you should have I, a healthy fear uh-huh, of. And it's not even... It's just so you avoid it. You know what? It's sometimes not even like, I'm not scared of. It's like, I kind of want it. I kind of want this cunt to fucking step up. In a way, I don't know. Like that's that's troubling. Yeah. That's something that needs addressing. Well, because also, like worst case scenario or best case scenario, depending on how you look at it, this can't get out the car. You get out of the car, you knock him out. Then Congratulations, what? Aye, you've aye. done a crime. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, you're on the run <laughs> now. You're on the run now. Loads of witnesses. Yeah, heaps. You yeah, held up traffic. Dash cams. Uh-huh. Like you did a yeah, there's no need for it. People clapped and they felt on your side of the time. Uh-huh. But now that, and also the way I've watched so many. Uh, one of the Reddits I follow is just like people, just fights, people street fights getting fucking knocked out. Man, the amount of people that just fall down and hit their head on a curb. And oh, like, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. You're now a murderer Murderer. because you didn't contain your anger. Yeah. Because you didn't just fucking, you know, be You think I'm not a murderer, it's manslaughter. Like, Yo, well done, you slaughtered a man. <laughs> <laughs> You've made it sound worse. You slaughtered him. You just slaughtered him. Aye, manslaughter is... Because that's what it is. Like it's <laughs> it, it, your reckless decision uh-huh. ended the life of a person, but it does sound heaps worse than. But you know, you know what? Uh, you know what does it for me with them little like moments in vehicles, right? When it's somebody that can see you need to be out, and then actively closes the gap so you can't be out, even though, even though it's not going to change their journey any. Yeah. Or the person that's like fucking slipstreaming behind an ambulance and then gets fucking angry. Yeah. that anybody else dare fucking use both lanes, yeah. right? Like, I always look at that as, can, that's just one sign of a terrible human. Oh, and I always write them off as scum of the earth. The oh, minute yeah, they yeah. do something the t- scummy, I'm like, oh, this is a, re- a fund a real scummy cunt, and I just want them to be scared. Even if just like, even if I just send them away with their hands trembling, yeah. I've just scared scum. Oh, yeah. And I just feel like it's a fucking moral duty, and I need to stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. I'm glad you arrived at that conclusion. 
<laughs> this is a part of the podcast where we just need a shiz long, where you just take, wait, Kai, I'm on the corner on the shiz long, we're going to attack you through this. Here's, here's, here's a driving ethical question for you. How, on a scale of one to a, a, a absolute country, how bad is this? You're on a dual carriageway. It's traffic. It's moving, mm. but it's not moving fast. Let's say 15, 20 mile an hour or less. Up there, you can pull off, you can go into South Motorway, or you can pull off, go through the roundabout, and join the same dual carriageway, 20 cars ahead. You say I have local knowledge and you used it. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I, we that is local knowledge. On the way to the stag do, Ali was driving, it was me, my dad, and I think one of my brothers in the, oh no, maybe it wasn't one I used to, um, in the in the car, and... That exact scenario happened before the fourth road bridge, which was Ali was in this traffic. And he was like, and, I, and my dad went, and my, Ali went to say something, and my dad went to say something, and they were both coming at it from the opposite end. My dad was like, just go down the thing and go across the roundabout. And Ali was like, you see these fucking cunts who go down here across the thing? Right. I hate those cunts. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely on my dad's side. It's not cheating. Yeah. Right. And there's always the risk that, you know, if enough people did that, I'd end up in worse traffic there and that would be the price I'd Yeah, you're taking a gamble. Aye. I don't feel like it's personally a front, like one person. You're not mm. just like cutting off one person. You're just trying to. All right. So, so, so I, the, the, I agree with you, but what is the difference then between that and 400 yards down the road, we know this three lanes turns into a two lane. Everyone knows that. The signs are fucking there. Yeah. And. 400 metres before this, oh, we've all pulled whiz. into that lane yes. and somebody's going down there. They you could argue by. that that's local knowledge of no, they know where it... I think the answer to this is I'll be the one that fucking guns. I went to the right lane because I can see what's happening and then I'll be the one that's annoyed at the people that are undertaking. But I think the correct thing to do is everybody fill both lanes and merge in turn. I think the correct and fastest way to deal with that trouble is to just fill both lanes, merge in turn. So the ones that are whizzing by should be gone... You should all be doing this. Yeah. I'm, I'm not the dickhead here. These are just stupid. These are all like joining this single file queue that's going to go on forever when it can be a double file queue that's going to be squatter. Aye, but here... But, but he, ha- he, has a, he has a one that is a version of the what you did, but like a bit more intrusive. Um, in Blythe, right, if you come off the Spain Road, the A189, right, I'm just saying these because some local people get it, right, and you're at the Asda roundabout, you're queuing the left lane to go straight on, and you're queuing the right lane to turn into Asda. The queue in the left lane's way longer. But what you can do is do a is full 360. I'm a big fan of the full roundabout. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the full roundabout. It's within the flaws. <laughs> oh, I made a mistake. Oh, I didn't know that was the exit. Uh, right. But like, but it's it's how it's like a stabbing. It's how personal it is because you can run and then you merge with the person you fucked out and you're looking through the window again. Hey, mate. And it's a, such a small town that you probably know the cunt who you're stabbing in the back. You're probably there going, all oh, right, oh, yeah, you're going to be at the pub the night. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're the designated driver because you seem a lot more responsible than me. <laughs> so you're a fan of that? I would, it's one of my hypocrisies. If I were to see somebody else doing it, I'm like, you fucking wanker. But the second I decide to do it, I'm like, I'm just, I uh, exist on a higher le- level of understanding and consciousness. You're above the, above, not above the law, but above the etiquette. Yeah. Um, you, f- <laughs> you think you can turn up to the golf course in your joggies? <laughs> in your jeans? I mean, you can't to some of them. Both um, So should we acknowledge the two cunts in the room? Ah, yeah. Uh, Muggins of cream here. Big <laughs> <laughs> What's up, your brothers? Well, well, so we've said for so long that we've, we're going to slowly be in, uh, uh, increasing the... Uh, quality of this podcast. And what we meant by that is everything that should be quality we're now outsourcing to um, my brothers to do... Well, to hopefully fucking sit in and end up being like the producers and yeah. to help it just so we do less editing and because they're more uh, savvy technology-wise than we are. We're basically just copying every other podcast. You know every other podcast has that one cunt that they occasionally cut to when they don't know something? Uh, like, the the oh, Brian Redban. Yeah. They, they, they remember the original Joe Rogan podcast? It was the Brian Redban. Oh, well, I He's think the one that was that? like, the guy's name's Jamie or something. Is that, and who now? Yeah. I don't know, I haven't listened oh, in a while, but uh, they've they got to be there, like, Googling stuff and that. Fact-checking with. Aye. And also, uh, Jack is a listener of the podcast and has been for ages, and one of his pet peeves of the podcast is how many times we start a story, go off topic, and then never get back to that story. Aye. And so he's now going to be in the room to go, oi, dickhead, so this is what you were fucking talking about. So, uh, 
next couple of months should be good. Uh, where we've got the extra camera. It's You're not watching it now, but it's it's ordered. It's on right. the way. But just as a thank you to all the fucking regular listeners, even if you don't fucking pay for the Patreon, uh, thank you for pushing us to get to a level where we're taken up. And also, mm-hmm. obviously, thank you to the Patreons for giving us the money that means that is possible. Um, I promise I'll stop spending it on weed, kind of. Aye. And then um, we'll be able to invest way more by the time we've had your uh, stag do. Yeah, because right. they are—they are basically powering your stag do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which is a group. We're really grateful for that. Right. Thanks for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're just being dead. We're just being dead honest about how we're spending the money. Hey, well, look, we bought right. another camera, and it was quite expensive. There you right. go. And uh, the stag do's is for my mental health. It's too good right now. <laughs> I'm I'm, work, I'm working at ways that I can tax deduct it. <laughs> I'm like, is there any way? Is there any way I can dodge tax? You know what it is? It's a fucking. The, the Tory government, I, I fucking encourage tax dodging with the Tory government. I fucking, I, I watch them. You don't mean tax dodging. You mean I just, like, expenses. Pay as, pay as little fucking taxes as you can legally. Yes. Right, because uh, I always fucking look at them the way, like, everything that's happening on the telly now, they are fucking arguing and infighting and get, they're all still getting paid out of our money. And when they start giving contracts to their mates for, like, PPE or even for the fucking food, I look at that and go, why the fuck would I want to put money on that partly? And if it was a socialist government, you'd yeah. be fucking, like, you'd, you'd wear your tax payment with a badge of honour. Aye. Well, I mean, I, I agree. I pay horrific amounts of tax. Mm. I can't even imagine, because I just done my tax thingy recently, and it's like, it was, like, I, I gasped. Yeah. Right? But then I just, like, went, Danny's must be brutal. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, it's look. There's, a, there's, a, you get to a certain threshold where every money, every bit of money you earn after that is taxed at fifty percent, sometimes a bit that, more. That's one thing they don't teach you in school. You know, if you if you want to become a millionaire, you have to make two million. Yeah, they didn't uh, tell you that. Aye, uh, but it's as, as annoying as it is to watch half of, or sometimes almost half of your fucking wages going out. The thing is, I've always stood by is, yeah, that is how it should work. Uh-huh. I earn I, more, yep. so I should absolutely. Mm-hmm pay more tax. That makes so I, much I to- sense to me. I totally agree. Like, I think the, the more you make, the more money should be taxed until eventually it gets to 100% when you're a billionaire. Yeah, which, yeah. Either way, you're like, uh, not, not like 100% of the first billion, but everything after that. Right. You don't need that much money. You don't matter. Like, you nobody, do, like, nobody you know, needs more. Uh, and, uh, and, and there's definitely lesser numbers than this. But I'm going to say, even, nobody needs more than £5 million. Pounds. Mm-hmm. There's nobody... I, I don't have uh, that, right? But I, I'm below that. And uh, I already don't need... But I, I would, I would really begrudge the, if the, if there was a person making five million and, and and then they had to give every penny after that to the Tory government, I'd be like, oh no, can he not just keep what he made? They better good with it. Yeah, yeah. He made, he made. It's, it's knowing that your tax isn't going in to pay for the fucking roads and schools. Even before, uh, the, even before I had kids, you always had these fucking people being like, what? So you're you're fine with you're fine with you know paying tax for schools that you're never going to use yes like 100% Aye. more yeah, absolutely because I don't but want could more of the money go into that yeah I don't want my country to be filled with thick cunts like you uh, who come up with arguments like that like mm. man if I didn't have a car I'd still happily pay road tax because I don't like people being in car crashes and dying uh, right even though I don't benefit directly from what uh, I'm you're, st- you're still going to use the buses and taxis right. and the, you will use the roads in your yeah, own way yeah yeah uh, I, like, I, I think it's like you, you want to make a, a contribution to society yeah. and the more you make the more you can make it should be prestigious yeah. to pay higher taxes it should be like at a point I always say like it should be like uh, you know in Call of Duty when you've levelled up to the top level and yeah. then it gets to prestige rating I think it should be like once you've earned your first whatever the cap is half a bill even if it's like right. even if it's an astronomical amount of money like a billion yeah. right every penny after that goes towards your prestige rating and then there's just this like fucking top 100 contributors to the society and you, you, you like people who instead of chasing wealth chase prestige and try to just be the number one guy the hall of famer that's fucking the bit made the biggest contribution to the rest of the world. I just don't think that's how people work. Especially definitely if you're the, if definitely you, if you're the type of person It's, ideal, it's idealistic. Aye. If you want to become a multi-millionaire or a billionaire, you have to be able to just go, I'm not going to pay anyone a fair fucking wage. Aye. I'm going to dodge tax like a motherfucker. Well, that's the thing. It's like you get, oh, if you want to be a millionaire, you have to make two million. But if you want to be a billionaire, you have to make 1.1 billion because you're probably going to fucking put that money somewhere like Aye. a tax haven. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we've, we've just fixed the world. Well, um, yeah. I mean, we regularly do on this mm, podcast. It's uh, mad it's still the way we are. It's almost yeah. as if Boris Johnson doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Imagine he did. Imagine oh. it was his escapism. 
<laughs> Imagine you say, "Oh God, everything's eating us up." I'm going to just have a bubble bath and listen to Sloss and Humphries on the road. <laughs> and he's he, he's crying there, and that's why it's called a bubble bath. He just <laughs> 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 didn't put any radox in. <laughs> um, what you got to plug? Not much, but I was also going to say this is the handy bit of having producers in the room because one of the things that happens in normal conversation with friends and banter is you get to the end of a topic and you just go, ah, and then you sit in silence for 30 seconds and then reflect on it. Whereas what happens when you're doing a podcast is we go, got to fill this dead air. That's over now. We've got these cuts. If we have dead air, it's dead. We'll cut out. Uh, we can cut out dead air now. Yeah. Well, people won't, people won't get to listen to it, just lull. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh-huh. I feel like that's half the thrill. Well, maybe sometimes, but, but um, you know, I think it would just pull off not. the pressure for us to be like, and then this other thing happened today that I'm going to tell you about, because I'll be honest with you, not heaps well, of well, interesting he, shit. Yeah, you know on. what? We had a, we had a um, discussion on a podcast during the pandemic about like Black Lives Matter, yeah. right? and I, I revisited it because someone said it was really interesting and it would be good for a Rewind Wednesday, and I listened back, and because it was such a contentious subject, right? We're doing a lot of Emin and Aaron and Omen and just fucking every other word was an M. And I just took the time to go through and cut some out. Yeah. And it just it just sounded a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. Believe it or not, sounded slicker. Okay, there we go. That's how, that's how this podcast will get more intelligent. We won't actually get more intelligent ourselves. We'll just edit, edit it out the thick bit. to make us seem fucking better. That'll work. And we're gonna, should we bring some games back as well? Should we start doing oh, games I, again? We'll because uh, Muggle Corner was a belter one. It felt like we expired it, but we could probably. But I feel like it's that. been so long been since so Muggle Corner actually wearing a Muggle t-shirt. Um, but we're going to have like a rethink. Like we have been like you know when we go same energy. Yeah. So you could do like a, a same energy game where you'd say so, something that does a thing, and then you try and pool them with a group of other people that have got the same energy. Yeah. So you could we could have so we should do this off the podcast really. Mm. But you no, know, no, no. So <laughs> they, they they see behind the curtain the entire fucking time. They know what this fucking shit is. Yes. Um, I've got to call myself out for uh, being um, more of a coward, and it's not necessarily a coward. I've got my excuses ready, but I'll tell you what's happening. You know how I'm doing a work in progress here in the fringe. Uh huh. I'm doing previews this Friday. <laughs> You're doing a preview for your work in progress. Have you got um, material working yet for it? Have you been to the, the Red Rose and stuff? I did earlier on in the year. So uh, when I just had a bit more free time uh, after Caelan was born, and I was just working on stuff, I popped up at the stand in the Monkey Barrel, and I got about there's a 15 minute bit there which will easily become like a 20 25 minute bit once I get into it like you know when you've just got I'm like that's a plant it's going to grow into something big but at the moment it's there I'm going to go and like plant more seeds Um, I've got ideas I've got fucking heaps of shit I think I've got like most of the structure in my head but it's just actually fucking sitting down and doing it but part of me (laughs) does not and this is all a prison of my own making in my own head of standards that do not exist outside of anywhere but me (laughs) I'm like not allowed to write any stuff before a work in progress. <laughs> if you're doing a work in progress, for, like uh, when I say I'm doing a preview, I'm doing a 30 minute spot, so yeah. I'm just getting up and doing yeah. that. But I'm like, if I sit when, down, when you're doing that, Friday, Saturday, I'm jumping on. You're, with not, you're not doing Thursday, no, ah, shit, sure, because I'm doing the Thursday one, yeah. So I think that's why I'm jumping in. Marlene, I was like, I don't oh, have people doing the Friday and Saturday, yeah. can I have you jump on, please? Just to so you're gonna figure out, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it needs to be, and you're, you're creating a two hour show, you're in a different situation. The rest of the world, we're creating a fringe show, I, I know, but Kai, I've, it, it would be like you, you know, f- complaining about all the, the horrible things that these drivers are doing over ambulance chasing and then tooting you behind for 10 years and then. Doing it constantly, very uh, It would be like me singing, your girlfriend, your girlfriend, your girlfriend picked a dog, and then my wife picked my dog. Yeah, it would be like that. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like us doing a whole episode slagging off Tom Horton being on TikTok, and then opening a TikTok account and putting videos up. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's alright yeah. with you, I don't want any more examples. <laughs> <laughs> if we could just, uh, if we could just stop that one right there, guy. Uh, point received. <laughs> Um, I done a preview, like a half preview, and it was meant to be. It was just meant to be twenty five minutes, and then um, Gareth like had a problem with. It. I think fucking he's upstairs near us, left the bath taps on, yeah. and then he ended up having a bath 
in his living room. Oh, a shower. Uh, uh, like, uh, uh, he's fucking sealing kung fu or what, and he was meant to be on, so he, he, he bailed on that gig. And I basically swapped with him. I was like, I'll absorb your time tonight, and then tomorrow you absorb my time. We'll both do longer spots, right? Yeah. Thinking I'm going to be a lot better doing like a 50-minute spot or whatever. And I'd done what I thought was 40 and looked at me watching. I was on like 29 minutes. Whoa. And I was like, oh, brutal. I worked so much more work today. But it was... Like Craig Hill's crowd. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'd done a joke about ASL and nobody knew what I was on about and I had to explain it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, the, the, like this maybe, like it was a nice enough gig and they were laughing. But like, I'm like, oh, I think I might have more time in a crowd that are more suited to me. Yes. Yeah. Or at least more neutral. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Less expecting to just see one. One act uh, that it's not. To see. It's not that they didn't like us. They did. Uh, in the world, but you were viewed as a support act as opposed to the main attraction, which would obviously yes. be during your. Uh, and, and 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 I and I think that like it might be. A, a, I'm hoping that it might like if I get into Red Raw tomorrow night and I do half of that material, it'll be twice as long. Yeah, well, but you also can't. Red Raw's the other side. Ah, uh-huh. yes, <laughs> Red yes. Raw, especially if it's fucking Glasgow Red Raw, which mm-hmm. it is because it's in uh, it's on a Tuesday. That's one where I always use. Glasgow Red Raw as I just need confidence in this joke. Yeah. Like, and if I have confidence in this joke, I'll deliver it better and then I'll mm-hmm. find the fucking weak spot. Because as well, in the, in the moments, if people are laughing at the bit, you'll stay in the bit longer, you'll come up with bits on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you're, you're, just, you're, you're just exploring a premise. There was, um, I think it was on the uh, uh, Comedians Talking Comedy, which was Jerry Seinfeld, uh, Chris Rock, Ricky uh, Gervais, CK, and Ricky Gervais somehow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like fucking Tottenham in the Super League. <laughs> Look, and I, man, I think Ricky Gervais is absolutely. F- I, 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 I well, I've not watched his most recent stand-up, but I think Ricky Gervais is very funny. I think Extras is one of the funniest shows ever made. Um, the Office, I never got into, and that's just because I personally don't like cringe comedy. Uh, like, it yeah, I, 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 like it, it. I, I didn't really watch Partridge or anything. Yeah, like it's just I, I might try again with a motor, but I remember trying watching. I was just like, I just I can't enjoy cringing at offers, uh-huh. awkward situations. That's not what makes me laugh. But it's obviously uh, fucking genius. But I just think it's and this. I respect Ricky just for the ego. He wasn't a stand-up originally. Uh, he was a fucking writer. Yeah. And then he wrote two of the best television comedy shows ever written and then started doing comedy after that. And because he's such a good writer, obviously his material was good and he was confident and able to do this. But the brass fucking neck to be like, all right, so should we have a sit-down of all the greatest comics in the world? Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> Louis C.K. and fuck Chris Rock. I've been like... You've got seven years under your belt. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Like, you've got Baftas and Emmys uh, and Golden Globes and uh, all these things. I just, just took up golf and I'm just like, right, take up, Podrick. And you're decent at golf. You're really, but <laughs> got seven years under my belt. But it's great. I, I, I love uh, nothing more than talking shop, and I love watching comedians talk. Yeah, shop. I love the science of comedy. I love the uh, the the creativity of it and you know how you dissect it and understand it. So watching these four comics sitting around talking about it, one of the things that Jerry Seinfeld was saying is what do you do or what you're meant to do? Like let's say you do a joke, right? And the audience is fucking laughing and they're laughing so hard that they're actually interrupting mm-hmm. the next bit. Yeah, and you're losing momentum. And you're because losing of it. momentum. What do you do? Because some people just they accept the the applause. Stay the in the bit. Stay in the bit. Whatever you're doing, let's say you're doing a bit where you, you're you're angry about something, or the person you're playing in the routine is angry about something, and you're yelling, and you, you yell the punchline, or one of the punchlines, and the audience loses their shit. Don't bask in the... Consider it pausing the TV. Uh-huh. Just fucking stay there, angry. Stay you angry. Don't bask in the fucking you laughter. Get, you can corpse to an extent. You can like have a laugh at yourself, but then like kind of game face yourself and yeah. get back to being angry um, again. You just got you got to stay... In the bit, and yeah. So, so, so when when that big laugh starts, that emotion that that you're in there is the same emotion you want to be when you come out of it. Yeah. Even if you stop and have a drink while they're fucking giving it the beans, as long as you get back to that. That was the first. I remember that being like one of the landmarks in my career when I was starting out, when I was still just a fucking open spot doing gigs anywhere. The first time I think it was my seventh or eighth gig, and I, I can tell you, I can tell you the full layout of the, this fucking room. 
right? Of, and you know how bad my memory is. Right. For some reason, this felt like such an achievement that my brain captured it because I was like, you're a real comedian. That's it. And it was literally the first time I ever had the confidence to take a drink on stage. Oh, wow. <laughs> to, 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 actually, that, uh, to actually, like, they laugh and go... Because uh, if you're new to comedy, there's nothing more terrifying than... Taking your mm. weapon out the fucking game. Yeah. It would be like going paintballing or going to fucking war and for random bits of the combat to be like, and you just have to, you have to take all the bullets out of the gun. Yeah. There's going to be, it's only going to be five seconds. It's uh -huh. like reloading. It's going to feel like forever. It's going to feel like fucking forever. That's and you're going to be drinking again. Don't fuck up having a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I still fuck up drinking on stage and always gets that fucking horrible laugh where they just laugh at your stupidity and you're like, oh God. Did I ever tell you about my second ever gig where I forgot what I was saying? Yeah. I totally, I only had one routine. I had nowhere to go if I forgot what I'm saying. It's my second gig, oh, yeah. right? And it's a, a place called Hoko 10 in Newcastle. Gavin Webster was hosting it, yeah. right? And uh, I'm on somewhere in the middle. And um, I went to get my drink off the table. And, uh, and as I'm having a swig, I went, it's a fucking candle. <laughs> it was a floating <laughs> candle. It wasn't lit. <laughs> it went out. <laughs> I started drinking with a floating <laughs> candle on my second ever gig, and it absolutely solved it because I was like, "Oh fuck, I forgot what I'm gonna say." Yeah, kill some time by having a drink, and then fuck the next thing you know, saved by a candle. <laughs> um, one thing uh, adv advice to new comics is sort sort the mic in the mic stand out the minute you get on stage, and that's another one of them. Like Mark the territory. Well, it's that, and it it just looks so fucking amateur. If you like, you know this this is all tangled up on here. If you just grab it and stay tangled up, yeah, and you you don't just take a second and just loop it around the mic stand and then put the mic stand over there, yeah. like you you're on such higher status to do that than to just perform your five minute spot as fast yeah. as you can with a tangled up mic. Yeah, and, and um, also is you got to like my advice would be spend the first fifteen to thirty seconds of getting onto stage and getting ready barely acknowledge them Aye. like go th you're, you're talking for like a what one plus hour two hour show there if no, you if you're, if you're on doing your spot after the comp air didn't let the clapping and laughs that died doing for too long but, but use that have, time you can have the 15 seconds to get up there acknowledge yeah. the audience without saying fucking about like make eye mm -hmm. contact with them Take the mic at the stand, put the mic fucking behind you. And put a drink somewhere. Still, yeah. And that's just you very much in a psychological level going, this is mine, this is where yeah. I am. Because you've got to remember, as much as you're like, oh God, I'm terrified of being on stage. Everyone in that audience, not everyone, most of the people in that audience are terrified of the concept of being on stage. For some reason, public speaking is like the number yeah. one fear in the world. So that extra little bit of, it might not feel like confidence at the time, it might feel like time wasting. So the audience will look like confidence and they'll just mm -hmm. have a bit more trust in you. Half of the fucking game is confidence and just convincing people that... Yeah, sometimes you can be nervous because the gig's like, it could be pivotal to your career. Yeah. As long as they don't see the nerves, you're fine. You're right. fine. And if you, can, if you can keep them to yourself... Uh, and also, just to let you know, no gig is pivotal to your fucking career. It like feels he, like it at the time, though. Does he, you know them, so you think you're funny heats in the the tryout spot at the comedy store, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like uh, opening opening for a, a big act, like yeah. th them moments in your career, especially if you like if you have a day job. And you're like, oh, if this goes well, like you can't help but do in the maths way again. Like if I do well on this John Glass tryout and Julia Chamberlain likes us, right. that's that's like five hundred pound weekends. Yeah, that's like four four them in a month would yeah. be twice as much as I'm getting new. I mean, like my factory job or whatever. Like, so there there is that moments where you're like, oh, this could change my life. Yeah, but but it's to understand that those things can. But that's why I'm in comedy. You're given opportunities, right? And they might you you might get less than other people. You might get more than other people. It's important to understand where you stand in it. Like, if you are getting more opportunities, acknowledge that. Hello, um, but if you're getting even if you fuck up that opportunity, there are going to be more opportunities there. As long mm -hmm. as you stick in this fucking job, the opportunities are yeah. going to... And, and, the, and the way to get past the nerves is to remember it's not about you, it's about the people who bought the ticket who want to laugh. Mm -hmm. And if you're good at making people laugh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about, like, oh, what if I get booked for this next gig? If you just think... It's like that fucking, if you're going to build a wall, think about laying each brick. Yeah. It's just like that. Just go out there, do what you do, make them people laugh, yeah. and then the stuff will come. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess it can lead and to... Do, and don't mention how bright the lights are. That's really novice, too. Yeah. Because oh, lights are way brighter than people expect. 
Yeah, yeah, and also the audience don't know how bright the lights nah. are. They're, they're never going to experience care. But if you walk on and you're just like, oh shit, that's bright. <laughs> Uh, so I mean I guess the only things we have to plug are our uh, upcoming uh, Fringe shows yep. uh, and also the Patreon which uh, you can subscribe to at Patreon or any of our fucking social media pages you'll be able to get on yes Wood. link in bio uh, we're going to do dad jokes aren't we, we where did I put my phone bud uh, oh yeah um, so my Fringe show is at 6.45 at the stand most days yeah, I don't know uh, I don't know where I've put my phone well See, this is the dead air we're talking about. Trim this off it. There we go. I found it, mate. I found it. Right. Your dad thinks Big Pharma is a very large man in a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't know everyone's so scared. <laughs> Your dad went into the, into the hairdressers with a picture of, of Will from Stranger Things, but he didn't show it to the barber. He just has it in his wallet. <laughs> Your dad spits on your mum during sex, sometimes from the other room when he's cheating. <laughs> Just like that. Like that, come here. Like that. <laughs> Linda. Your dad picked the strongest people he knew as pallbearers for your granddad's funeral so he could surf the coffin into the creme. <laughs> into the creme? I'm sorry. <laughs> Short and crematorium. Hi, creme. <laughs> Alright. Do you look out at the creme? No! Coop and creme, that's where I first fingered the last. How common is death <laughs> when you're short and creme to creme? That's where you get that's where you got the neck on and that. Hold <laughs> on, what? what? I, the first time I ever fingered the last was Coop and Creme. But behind the crematorium? Like uh, just beside uh, the chimney. Right in the doorway, actually. It was not during service hours. No. Right. So, hey, welcome in. <laughs> welcome in. Get a bag of confetti for the way. <laughs> All right, not confetti. Your granddad's ashes, but you're gonna throw I'm them sorry, anyway. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to disrespect the man. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, um, at night. Aye, when aye. it was closed, aye. you went down to figure people at the crematorium. Aye. Everyone was like, "Oh, I can hear ghosts." And it was just this last morning. <laughs> Morning about how badly I'm fingering it. <laughs> <laughs> your dad grazes on leaves like a giraffe. <laughs> it's your turn, but I put it in. Oh, sorry. Oh, do I have to just do it now? <laughs> nah, it's fine. It'll still work. Your dad, <laughs> your dad wears a bow tie that spins when he sneezes. <laughs> <laughs> He's got hair fever and took off. <laughs> It also just sprays bogeys in anyone else's faces. <laughs> Your dad come to blows with a PE teacher because they're both trying to molest the same student. <laughs> uh, Your dad's therapist has a number one best-selling novel called The Cunt Monologues. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't write it, he transcribed it. <laughs> Your dad, so good. Uh, your dad has a string on his back, and if you pull it, the noose tightens around his neck. <laughs> uh, your dad is a flat earther because all maps are flat. Explain that. <laughs> Globes. <laughs> <laughs> the globes. Yeah, and he just sits there holding the globe, being like, but the earth's not this small. <laughs> it's way bigger than this. Mm. Mad. Uh, I'm a small earther. <laughs> <laughs> I think the earth is small. Well, I mean, it is. Definitely. Compared to other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> compared to most not, stuff. Yeah, not compared to things on the earth, but outside of the earth. Fucking. Um, is this like the podcast where I was like, you know what's in space? <laughs> most, yeah. Mostly nothing. Oh, I can't, I can't get over it. Just space is mostly nothing. When you look at space, it's mostly fuck all. Hi, but I thought there'd be stuff in it. Th- then there would be a backdrop. I like bits and bobs. Just like, you know how like the sky looks like there's no in it, but like you can't see that far because it gets dusty. Right, End okay. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you on Thursday's episode, kids.